Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Four years ago, ABC launched an American version of the British TV show, The Great British Bake Off. It whisks the best amateur bakers in the U.S. to Great Britain for an unscripted competition. And much like its British cousin, the show was a hit. The Great American Baking Show just launched its fifth season earlier this month. It's the second annual holiday edition. And this new season, even beyond that holiday angle, may be of particular interest to local fans. There are no fewer than three St. Louis area residents among the 10 contestants. That's a really good showing. And two of them are here with us today. Tanya Ott is a former military intelligence officer. She's also the mother of three, and she lives in Bethalto, Illinois. Tanya, thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having us. And we're also joined by Helen Pantazis. She's a former Iowa public radio staffer, so she's a part of our family here. <laughs> um, and at the time of the taping, she was a stay-at-home mom of three based in Maplewood. Helen, Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. So, Helen, you said on the show that your mom taught you how to bake. What was her background with baking? Um, she um, she kind of taught her, her her mom. My grandmother baked some, but she got really into cooking and baking um, on her own. And then my dad's um, mom, my grandmother on the other side, baked everything from scratch as well. So I grew up on a farm, so there was always a lot of produce to um, to use, so she uh, she really like sunk her teeth into that. So, and was that farm here in the St. Louis area? Um, it was in Iowa. Okay. Yeah. Um, and when did you yourself become proficient as a baker? Uh, I, I mean, I always baked with my mom. We it was just something we did together, and um, then I I just was like the only way that I knew how to do it, you know, <laughs> like we never made cake from a box. Like we always made it from scratch. So mm-hmm. um, then as I got older, I mean, I baked like my own bread in college and I just did it. It was always kind of a passion. And if I wanted, if I wanted a baked good, I would make it myself usually. So, uh, Tanya, what about you? How did you get into baking? Um, I really didn't have a whole lot of baked goods around when I was growing up. We just didn't eat a lot of sweets. We didn't, um, there weren't really homemade cakes or anything like that around. Um, So I really started to, I I just kind of wanted to do some really cool things. I know my kids used to like to go to the donut shop on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings. And every other morning they got a chance. And it just gets, um, it gets expensive. And when you're a military family, you can't really afford it. So I decided to just try making um, you know, whatever that they wanted, instead of going to the donut shop, we would make them at home. Wow. So this was, in your case, um, self-guided. You just sort of took this yeah. on out of nowhere. Yeah, completely self-taught. And when I do watch a, a show or go to a restaurant and I see something that looks a little difficult or that I've never done before, I just want to go home and try it. <laughs> I just want to make it. That uh, To me, yeah. when I yeah. look at things at restaurants, I'm just like, this is so complicated. I could <laughs> never do this. But it sounds like you have some more get up and go. You wanted to see if you could replicate it. I think that's kind of a, almost a prerequisite to be on that show. I think you really, um, when you see a dessert at a at a bakery or a restaurant, you kind of dissect it and you think, okay, they did this and maybe they use this technique. And um, you just try and try and, and you have a lot of failures. I'm not going to lie. You will <laughs> fail. Um, but just get back in the kitchen and just keep trying. So in terms of being on this show, I know it's not just as simple as raising your hand and saying, pick right. me. There is so much that goes into this. I understand it's a pretty lengthy application process. Helen, tell us a little bit about how did you get to the point of they tapped you and said, yeah. Yeah, you're on. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I kind of on a whim, I saw the flyer up somewhere saying that they were taking applicants for the um, for the American baking show. And my daughters and I loved the Great British Baking Show. So when I saw it and when you like watching the show, I would think about 
you'd see you'd see people on the on the show and you'd be like I, I would think oh maybe I could do that or like oh what would I do in that challenge or I I would try some of the recipes that they did because I hadn't heard of it before and like Tanya if you you know if I saw something that I hadn't made before then I would want to try it so I saw a flyer and I thought oh like I have to try that <laughs> so I applied um, online and it was just so exciting to get called back and advanced to the regional stage and then advanced to the national um, you know level and then um, I did it a, a couple times and you mean for a couple different seasons a couple or? different seasons oh, okay um, and I'd like I got I got further in the process and it just I felt like I felt like I could do it. I felt like the feedback I was getting was like, oh, I think I could maybe get on this, you know, like, um, and so, uh, yeah, third time was the charm. I did. I did. Third time. Wow. So you did keep at it. But as you say, like you started getting the sense. I'm close. So yeah, the first time I made it pretty far. The second time I I felt like I almost got there, much like Mm -hmm. Tanya, I'm sure she'll tell you. And then I... Like, I didn't try. I thought I was done. I didn't. I was I was saying it's like an ex-boyfriend that keeps calling you back. So it's like, oh, I, I got to try one more time. I just felt like I could get there. And um, so, yeah, I, I tried one last time thinking, OK, this is it. This is I'm not doing this again. And that, that's when I got it. Tanya, how did it work for you? Um, pretty much the same. And actually, Helen and I met, even though we live so close together, we first met in L.A. at the the last audition stage two years ago. Um, during the, you know, going in for the last bake where they they watch you and they film you and everything um, for an audition, the last audition before they do the casting. And neither one of us made it. But the same as Helen, I tried three different times. And for me, it was really, um, I never thought this was something that I could do. I, I loved watching the show and I would dissect everything they made and I would take it in and I would try everything. But my husband kept saying, you've made that before. You can do that. Um, you've, you're just as good as those people. Why aren't you applying? And I said, no, 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 I'm not good enough. I can't do that. And finally, I thought, okay, I'm going to shut him up and I'm going to put in an application and I'll never hear anything again. And sure enough, they called. And then we went through the process. And like I said, three different times for both of us, the third time was a charm. Did you get the sense as you're jumping through these hoops in different years, um, whether they cared the most about finding the best bakers or whether they were just looking for somebody who would be good on TV and could sort of handle that that meat grinder of, you know, the cameras in your face while you're doing this? I think definitely, um, I mean, there's a culinary producer that is um, most interested in your baking and you just don't advance you just won't advance if you can't bake mm-hmm. so they're screening everybody they're screening, for that yes right so there's a there's a level that you have to be at and then after that of course towards the end i think they do um kind of look at all the demographics and try to fit yeah. who would be and you guys had, had gotten to know each other at one of these final stages. Were you worried um, finding out, oh, hey, if there's too many St. Louisans on the show, they've got to have geographic diversity. This could hurt yeah. my chances. Not really. They, um, I, don't, I don't feel like they ever really approached it from that angle. I think one thing they're looking for is, is people who are you – know, I'm really not comfortable on camera – um, but Same. they were looking for people. <laughs> radio might be our thing. <laughs> they were looking for people who could um, just bake through the stress and the pressure and the cameras and the constant questions and kind of um, just focus on what you were doing and not worry. Plus, they also mm-hmm. they were kind of looking for, you know, they kind of want older people. They kind of want younger people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't really I didn't feel threatened by another St. Louis person being there. You um, knew they were looking for different diversity yeah, than yeah, geographic. Right. Right. That Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so 
I guess I'm wondering, I mean, in part, it sounds like this was almost this challenge because you were getting so close. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you must have thought about um, how this could change your life or what, I mean, people who get on reality TV shows, it ends up being a game changer. Was that at all in your mind that this could launch me or this could be fame and glory for either of you? I I think for me, um, it was mostly the challenge. I think so. The, I agree. the Great British Bake Off is is really popular, and the people who get on that show in Britain, it does launch them, and it really they're starts opening a career. major businesses. Exactly, and, they yeah, are. Right. Um, it's it's not quite as popular, and a lot of the reaction and the responses that we're seeing is that people don't know there's an American version. Hmm. Nobody's ever seen it, even though we're in our fifth episode or our fifth season now. Um, so for me, it was really more the challenge. I wanted to see if I could do it. And even the whole time we were in the tent, I didn't feel like I was competing with Helen. I wanted mm-hmm. to just do the best thing that I've ever done. Um, and impressing the judges was super important, but I never really felt it is a competition, but I didn't feel like I was competing. I feel the same way. And for me, the um, just the audition process was such a thrill. Like, I don't it know really about was. you, but I loved going to the like national yeah. um, uh, technical bake that we had to do because it was fun to just be together with other bakers, like this kind of secret group of people mm-hmm. that like bake like crazy in their home. People geeking out over yeah. the same stuff oh, you yeah, geek totally out about. So it, kind of, it felt like this convention. So it was just such a thrill to be a part of that. That um, And like, I, I just didn't let myself really think too much about like, oh, what happens if I got on? Because it's like, well, who knows? Like, it's not happening, you know? So like, well, and the, just, just the experience of auditioning, and it was just such a thrill at the time. Mm-hmm. And to like, to have that, um, that shared you know, mm-hmm. interest with the, with another group of people. And the coolest thing is once they tell you that you're on the show and you go through about a month it took us to develop all the recipes working with the culinary professionals, you're not allowed to tell anybody that you've made it. So even though I had met Helen and met a lot of other bakers throughout the audition process, I couldn't tell them that I was in. So you get off the plane in London and you go to the hotel <laughs> and you meet 10 other bakers and you know half of them because you've been in auditions with them and you're just completely surprised. It's like Christmas for bakers. I was not surprised <laughs> to see Tanya there. I was like, I bet, because I just, the same, like when you go to the audition, you kind of see who stands out and you're like, okay, I think they would be good on it and they would be good on it. You start to notice the rising stars. So like when I got there in Santa Antonia, I was like, I figured she'd be here. (laughs) (laughs) And did it feel kind of like a little relief? Like, hey, A, there's someone I know. B, there's someone from my hometown. That's got to be a good feeling when you're in this just alien situation. It was all so alien. I can't, like, it was all just a total blur. It really was. (laughs) So we're talking to Tanya. Ott and Helen Pantazis um, about the Great American Baking Show Holiday Edition, which is currently airing on ABC. You can see their adventures there, and you can also get um, episodes on Hulu once mm-hmm. they have already shown on ABC. Now, I want to play some audio from the show. And Helen, the first interaction we see between you and the judges, it just, oh, I just felt for you. So you were working <laughs> on your first cake challenge, and Paul Hollywood had some thoughts. Let's listen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So tell us about your cake. It's based on a bourbon pecan cake that my mom makes. She's an incredible baker herself. All right, let's go pick some rhubarb. Helen's mom taught her to bake with fresh ingredients from the family farm. Knowledge she passes down to her three daughters. Helen's morning, noon, and night cake is filled with an assortment of fruits and nuts and topped with toasted pecans. You'll put all this fruit in there and the nuts in the batter as well. The chances are you'll have a very dense cake. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is a pecan, isn't it? Can I eat that? Those are for the top. Oh. <laughs> 
And that's Helen Pantazis talking with she the judges and hosts. <laughs> yeah, she's, I mean, here she is. And this is, for people who don't watch this show, this is Baby Spice, one of the Spice Girls, yeah. um, major celebrity. And here she is stealing your pecans, or she says pecan, in her cute little British accent. How nerve-wracking is it? You're trying to just bake a cake, and you've got Baby Spice um, eating your ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> There, like, for me, I don't know about you, but for me, there was just, like, a moderate to severe level of anxiety running through me at all times. So, mm-hmm. like, I, it, I'm sure it spiked at that point, but it was, like, I, you know, I was so, I had so much anxiety the whole time. <laughs> Tanya, did you feel the same way? It was very nerve-wracking. I think um, having Paul Hollywood, who, if people know who he is, he's he's got a very intense persona. He comes off as very, um, it, he doesn't smile. He has these intense blue eyes, and he's... He's a really good baker. Um, he's been doing this for a really long time. So that's intimidating. And then Sherry Yard is our other judge. And she's kind of always been one of my idols. She's a superstar. She I know is. in L.A. people just idolize the dessert she makes. Yes. And she's fantastic. And one of the things that struck me, at first I was really, really intimidated by these people walking up to talk to me. But um, Sherry and Paul, they really just want us to learn. And, and they really are good at giving feedback that helps us learn and um, get better as bakers. And they don't just say, this is terrible. They say... You might want to try a little more hydration or a little less fruit or, you know, they really guide you. And that was one of the best things about the process. So near the beginning of that first episode that premiered last Thursday, viewers are briefly introduced to each of the bakers. And here's what they learned about you, Tanya. While the cakes are in the oven, the bakers must also work on their glazes and decorations. They're about done. They're both about done. So I can't just pay attention to one or the other. It's like having two kids. You have to pay attention to both of them at the same time. Who's going to be my new helper when I have to bake? Me. Me. All of you guys? Yeah. Tanya, a former intelligence analyst for the Navy, enjoys baking treats for her own family. There we go. As well as overseas troops. What are you shipping out today? Some cookies to Afghanistan. Oh, perfect. Her apple a day olive oil cake will be topped with pecan Christmas tree brittle. I got to keep a close eye on it. And that's Tanya Ott, who's one of the um, three local contestants on Great American Baking Show Holiday Edition. Um, Tanya, it's interesting. You mentioned your military background. And in the show, you're bringing a lot of diverse flavors into your cooking. You know, you're using cilantro and your breadsticks Mm -hmm. and things that maybe aren't the typical St. Louis spins on things. Is that in part due to your military background? Um, I think a lot of it is. I think that's one thing that I really like to um, experiment with. And I was born and raised in San Diego, and I I live here in the St. Louis area because I met my husband overseas when we were stationed in Scotland. Um, So I really do like to explore different flavors and and different bakes. Um, It can be challenging because Americans don't necessarily like the same things that they eat in Britain or Germany or something like that. but yeah, I really, I really like to bring in flavors from all over the world. And in that case, I mean, man, they were raving about those breadsticks. So yeah. that, that paid off big time. <laughs> I have to make a lot of breadsticks now. <laughs> <laughs> now, we want to be upfront about where things currently stand. And if you have yet to catch up on Hulu, uh, maybe turn down your volume here for the next minute or so. But after the second half of the two-episode premiere Thursday night, Tanya is still in the running. And that's along with Sarita Gellner of Chesterfield. The next um, episode is going to be on this Thursday. But Helen, you were unfortunately eliminated. And so you had a pretty brief time on the show. How did that feel after you had worked so hard for so many years to get on there? You know, um, I was just happy to be a part of it. It was just such a thrill. And um, of course, it was disappointing. And I just was unlucky and I made some silly mistakes. But um, 
which I have, you know, had to unpack over the past couple months. But um, <laughs> do you think those but, silly mistakes were in part due to that anxiety that, I'm that sure, you described? I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Um, but I, I just feel lucky to be a part of it. It was such a thrill. And the best part was meeting all this, this other, this group of bakers that share my passion and, um, you know, make me feel like I'm a little bit less crazy for all the baking that I do, which is great. <laughs> and, I, and I do have to say, being the first eliminated is so hard. And I really thought that they were, because I, I, I struggled in the beginning of that, that episode. It was really two kind of bad bakes. Um, but being eliminated first is not necessarily the worst baker because, I mean, Helen is by far, like I'm learning stuff about bread and sourdough and all kinds of stuff from Helen. Um, so we're all learning from each other. And it's, I mean, it's a group a group of really great bakers. And it just, I think not only it's, not only are there mistakes, I don't think that she really made a whole lot of mistakes, but we're over there and we're working with foreign ingredients and foreign ovens and it just, it throws you. And your first, you know, I did poorly in my first two challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could have just as easily been the one to go home. It's just. It's incredibly hard to bake in that tent. Like I, yeah. you know, think about baking so in someone hard. else's kitchen. If you ever try to make anything in someone else's kitchen, it's just, you feel like you're just all thumbs. And it's kind of like that times a million in the tent because it's a new kitchen, new ingredients, new, and, you know. Tanya, you mentioned the foreignness. You're in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. Are their ovens, um, are they running on Fahrenheit? The, uh, no, they run on Celsius. And then they also have these um, really cool ovens. I really love the oven once I got used to it. But not only is it on Celsius, which normally they would give you, they give us a conversion chart of the Fahrenheit to Celsius. But with these particular ovens, you also have to deduct a certain amount of degrees. So there's... Because they give they're us like a, super powered? They're a super powered convection. convection. Um, they're... They're a really nice oven, but it takes some getting used to. And if you don't have a chance to practice with them, which we don't, um, it, it can really throw you. It yeah. can really mess you up. You and also it, mentioned ingredients in some yeah, cases are th- different. They're, um, if you've ever baked anything, so their flour has a lower protein content than ours. Their butter has a higher fat content, less water. Their cornstarch, which are their um, powdered sugar, I found out in the first episode. My glaze did not set up if you watched the episode looked terrible going on the cake. And I found out after the episode, it was because they don't put cornstarch in their baking powder, bake, I'm sorry, confectioner sugar. in yeah. their confectioner sugar. Um, and here in the States, we have that. So I just kind of unknowingly rely on that to thicken my glaze. Over there, it doesn't have it. And they don't tell you that it doesn't have it. You have to work it out on your own. That seems really mm-hmm. unfair. Like, I want to stand up <laughs> for you two here. Like, I'm angry that's, on yeah. your behalf. It's that's kind what of, happened, that's it's all about adjusting and learning on the go and being able to make spot corrections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that seems way too hard. <laughs> really, it's tough. There's and, a lot of unknowns. There were a lot of unknowns. Yeah. And at the same time, I mean, you know, going back to that clip we played of Helen while she's trying to cook and there's baby <laughs> spice right up in her, her face, politely, but, sure. you know, she's there. Are they just pestering you the whole time you're trying to cook, or is it just for one brief moment and then they move on? They're pretty much pestering. <laughs> I mean, you have a um, there's the they the judges come around and the hosts come around to talk to you, you know, throughout. But then you have a camera in your face the entire time, and someone one of the producers asking you to describe what you're doing and why you're doing it and to talk about this and that mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that seems like even if you didn't have all these conversions to worry about, that that would add this whole layer of it, – it just seems like baking under these circumstances must be totally different than trying to do it yes, at home. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I tend to bake at 4 a.m. when everyone's asleep. And now all of a sudden I've got, you know, I've got this guy saying, why are you doing that? Well, what's that going to do? What's going to be the end result? And they just – they film – obviously, I mean, it took us three days to film the first episode, and it's condensed into a 45-minute show. So they film a lot more than they're going to need – 
Um, but they want they don't know what they're going to use, so they just film everything. And, and neither do we. <laughs> and, right, we don't know either what's going to make it. Yeah, so did you get any sense of what was going to be in that episode until it actually hit? Like, they at least let you see it, you know, one day before. No. No, no we got nothing. No. Wow. So were you terrified going into this finally being released to the public? Like, wow, they're going to get me scratching my nose. Or <laughs> I guess one thing about this show in particular um, compared to a lot of other baking shows that maybe do have more of a competitive and not as a congenial attitude is that I, I probably wouldn't have done, gone through with this if I didn't think that they were going to be kind with the editing mm-hmm. and make everyone look pretty good. I mean, you know, like it wasn't, um, not it's not the kind of show, yeah, it's not down. the kind of show to, yeah, to, to cut you down. So there's no probably, Simon Cowell figure there just right. to insult you. Like, just to make you look like a fool, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Now, Tanya, when this finally did have its premiere, I understand you had a watch party. So you're going into this watch party having no idea what's to come. Was this just your nearest and dearest or what? Um, Okay, first it was terrifying. (laughs) But my husband, um, he's just really proud of the whole process. He's seen me work for this for three years, and he really wanted to do a watch party. Um, Some friends of ours who who have a, a, a reception venue over in Alton wanted us to have the party there. So... There were um, probably about 60 people Whoa. that were there. And it was, um, I, I will say for the first 30 minutes of the show, I was standing in the back of the room hiding because I, I, like I said, I bombed my first two bakes and I really thought I was going home. So I hid in the back and then I, you know, I kind of knew what was coming and I, I relaxed after I got past that part. The room was silent though. <laughs> they, they thought, wow, she, why did she have a watch party if she did this bad? But, <laughs> but then they saw, I mean, you, you right. made a great recovery. You ended yeah. up getting the handshake from Paul. Hollywood. And that, I guess, is a huge deal in the parlance of this show. Yes, especially in Bread Week. So bread, um, Paul is a bread guy. So I think if you watch the show and you see my face, I was I literally stunned and my jaw dropped to the floor um, because it was Bread Week, which is not my forte. So um, I was really, really surprised. Now, I know, Tanya, you can't tell us what happens on the show, but you're still in it. We're all going to be rooting for you. Helen, um, since filming the show, I understand you've started taking entry-level culinary courses at at Forest Park. That's right. And you've also landed a part-time gig as a baker. Tell us about how this experience ended up changing your life. Well, I just, um, going through this, I knew that, um, I just have a passion for baking, and I knew um, that I wanted to continue to pursue it, and I have still a lot to learn, and so I just wanted to take I think it just kind of jump-started me in taking some steps um, to to make that my next career. So it did help path. sort of fuel that that confidence so. to go forward. Yeah, I think so. I think it did. It just kind of it solidified that that ba- that I do want to bake for a living. I don't necessarily want to be on TV for a living, but I would like to bake for a living. So. <laughs> and Tanya, you have a website, um, Global Bakes. Um, what are your plans for the immediate future here? You know, I'm still working on that. One thing that I'm really passionate about is people, um, I hear all the time people say, I can't bake, it's too hard. Um, I'd rather just use a box mix, but I'm really passionate about getting people in the kitchen and trying things. And, um, you know, you saw me fail and then you saw me come back. So um, I I really think that maybe teaching some classes is something that I want to do. I've been putting uh, putting together a lot of recipes that will be on the blog here soon as well. Okay, so if people want to check that out, that's uh, Global Bakes. Globalbakes.com, yes. Globalbakes.com, great. And they can tune in to Great American Baking Championship uh, on Thursday. And Helen actually also has a blog, and I've used some of her brownies are incredible. <laughs> and the marshmallows she posted. What's your website? Um, it's bakersanonymous.org. Bakersanonymous.org. Right. Uh, well, Helen Pantazis, uh, 
Um, and Tanya Ott, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having, Thanks us. For having us. And Tanya, good luck as, as you continue in that competition thank where you. you already know the outcome. <laughs> this is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWNU.